I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Supercoach Podcast. We are on a Thursday for the first time in quite a while, actually, on the free main podcast. I'm joined by Chizo. Chizo, why are we on a Thursday? Um, I think it's just one of those situations towards the end of the year that we really depend on teams to give the best advice. Um, And it just felt like more relevant information we could be given towards the end of the week than at the start. Yeah, so essentially... As as the year goes on and there's when there aren't Thursday night games, we tend to pop out a Patreon podcast, just a little, you know, hit, hit like question and answer type of thing. But we don't want to just give advice on the Tuesday podcast that is just purely guessing. <laughs> Tuesday uh, based, pod based on well, yeah, it comes out. <laughs> okay, true, 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 true. Um, we <laughs> don't, we don't want to give. Yeah, we don't want to give Tuesday or Monday advice, which is just guessing if Hewitt is in, if Houston or Hall or Rich or whatever is in, this will will be what to do. And then it gets to the Thursday and then there's a whole bunch of different outs that you didn't anticipate. And we do a Thursday Patreon podcast and the the main guys miss out. So um, we're trying to just address all the main things all in one podcast all for everyone so that we're not doubling up information or, or guessing earlier in the week so um, as per usual we are powered by Code Sports so we thank them for the sponsorship for the podcast Chizo mm. I haven't spoken to you for a while how is your year progressing I know none of us at Dr. Supercoach are having the best year but yeah. um, how, how's your last few weeks been I, I hear you've been on a little bit of a comeback trail little bit of a tear. I've set up a patented Chizo chase down. I'm only 108 points behind you now, so uh, I oh, just—I've I, got, I've got a trade in hand as well. I'm not sure where you're sitting on the trade uh, table there, mate, but um, mm. yeah, I, I sort of timed my run a bit late. I used the same strategies I, I used last year where I probably didn't go as aggressive early on in the season and didn't use the boosts to the greatest of my advantages to try and um, jump the pack and you know, thinking that I'd run them all down like I did last year. But the way that the game has changed uh, with the DPP additions and the extra flexibility that I used to code into my team to begin with um, just doesn't give that same advantage for those that kind of play it a little bit more safe. And I'm just finding... I probably just approached it a bit too slow and not as nimble as those at the start of the year. Yeah, I think a lot of us made that mistake, um, especially the the three podcasters and naturally the the people who were sort of getting around our, our group thinking the Slack uh, fell down a similar path. There's been some outstanding Slack performers this year, mm. nevertheless, so... Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not talking down our product, but it's, uh, it's, I think it's quite a lot of experienced coaches in general um, with just how they play the game and, and how quickly they've needed to adapt to this new style. But uh, I tell you what, next year, it'll be the comeback trail of a lifetime for the, the uh, 
pretty much us three, hopefully, and and our advice. So I hope to get back on on a good wicket next year. I'm still inside the top 10k, which is always a, a sort of a natural goal. I don't want to land outside the top 10k any given season, but one trade left in hand and a, a Hewitt-sized hole in my team this week. So um, a lot to discuss. Hopefully, I hang on for dear life. We've got a couple of new Patreon sign-ups if you want to go through those quickly yeah so we've got a new sign-up in daniel sterling and i do have to make an admission jb is that i know you've been donating for incorrect pronunciations and so far this year we haven't had anyone chime up and actually force us to to make a, a a donation um i'm wondering if their bots just signing up and and not actually listening to the podcast <laughs> uh, but i actually said alex sibold's name wrong in uh, last week's podcast and that's what i'm going with sibold to uh to see if i i have to we made a, an agreement that if i got it wrong this time around i'm gonna donate so alex right. get back to me and tell me if Sibold is uh, the correct, uh, let's say it again, Sibold. Um, How did you pronounce it last week? Siblad, I think. I think I think I swapped the L and the A around. I was like, ah. I knew as soon as I said it, I just kind of had that moment. I was like, I'm going to get a DM about that. <laughs> yeah. That, it's, it's, it's a gut-wrenching moment. You, you look at it afterwards and go, wait, I don't think that's how I read the name the first time. <laughs> I didn't um, read it like that in my head. It just came out that way. Right. I mean, look, it's a tough gig reading out names. You, you can't all, we can't all be perfect like I am in terms of getting the pronunciations correct. <laughs> and look, honestly, I have been to a point where I've been challenging people to just nitpick, just just get me with one of these things. I'm, I'm happy to donate, but it just hasn't happened. Jesus, it's just been mm. impeccable pronunciations. Um, there has been a couple of Cancer Council donations this week, which we just thank everyone again for all their support they've given this year. Uh, this man, Butler, has been probably the most supportive person on the Cancer Council the entire season. So a lot of praise for him this year. Late payment for the Clary Donut. So he's given us 0.1 of one of his betting units, which is great. About $600 there, Butler. Appreciate that. Uh, Jesse Hall, the next one. Wongo here donating for saying there's no way Maurice gets dropped last week and asking everyone to take bets. He obviously got dropped, but luckily no one took the bet. I also had a brother pass away from cancer, so I appreciate the work you've done to raise this money. So um, obviously a light note there. Sucked in for getting the Maurice dropping incorrect because I was counting on him for cover. Um, But so sorry to hear about the brother passing away as well. So thoughts with your family there. Wongo, who who's an absolute legend, by the way, Wongo. If you followed his uh, his brand new Bubba being born as well, so he's been great in Slack recently. Shuin has donated, donating due to not having any trades left, which is it's got to be me next week. So we'll see how many donuts I can rack up in that time <laughs> as well. Don't think you're alone there, Shuin. And Jay, Jay donates, made the biggest rookie mistake this week into the round of 32 in the Dr. Supercoach Cup. VC led, took the 140 with the loop of Hamilton, had Steele on the bench with the emergency. It all seemed okay until I realized at the end of the Collingwood game that I also had the emergency on Carmichael, who had been subbed on in the last quarter. And I don't know if he even registered a point. So a total loss of 111 points, um, and to top it off, I lost my matchup in the cup by 60 points. Time to learn for next year. So on an absolute dream run, would have gotten into the DRSC Cup Final 16 if he hadn't have made that error. And honestly, he, he's the one that took me out, Jay. So I, I was backing him to go all the way. He's got a good team, but that's a costly error. So hey. thank you for your donation but condolences for your loss it always feels nice when the person that knocks you out of the cup goes on to win because if you know like I've come up against number one and I feel a bit more vindicated in being knocked out when you get knocked out by someone that stuffs up that royally JB completely numpty yeah it just it stings doesn't it 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 stings just that little bit it's like it's almost like he knocked you out and it was like that's all I was here for just washes his hands and just goes all right how can I burn this house down bit of gas and matches yeah that's actually what it felt like so um I messaged him afterwards and said look man if I've done something to upset you if there's some sort of beef we need to iron out here just let's just have it out I'd rather discuss it than you know, go around knocking each other out of the cup and then tanking the week after. He insists that's not the case, but I, I will get to the bottom of it, Jay. So um, I appreciate you putting me on the outer, mate, but that's, that's you didn't need to tank the week after. Now, we've got some defender 
chit chat to get into. So that's essentially all this podcast is going to be with a, a little sprinkle of Patrick Cripps towards the end. Um, we've got four defender outs this week, Georgie Hewitt, Daniel Rich, uh, Aaron Hall, as per usual, and Dan Houston all missing this week, all with ownerships um, of a, a significant enough level to discuss. We're going to discuss all of them. We're going to discuss the options below their price, the options if you've got a little bit of money, uh, and whether or not they're even a trade-out. So let me start with George Hewitt. We'll start with the most expensive player that is missing this week. If you had George Hewitt, there's absolutely no timeline on the injury as much as we expect him to be back next week. I expected him to be back this week at the time of holding him last week. So let's just assume it's an indefinite amount of time that he'll miss. Um, he's $536,000. It's not the best price point to negotiate. Are you trading out Hewitt this week? Even if you've got none of these other boys and cover, what are your thoughts in that instance? Uh, I, I think if you've got cover, I wouldn't be. I think it, it all comes yep, down agreed. to um, your personal circumstances when it comes to finals and what you play it for. I traded Hewitt last week because um, I was playing for the league um, and desperately needed a win. So um, that, take that with a grain of salt and the fact that I, that I actually traded him. I still think that in this situation you want to be holding him because he's just one of those few players that... Um, kind of have been going 110 plus this year. I know he's slowed down a little bit, but I've still got, you know, Pitnett's back. We saw the uptick with Cripps as well. So um, I still think Hewitt's a good selection provided he's back next week. Um, we haven't really got a, a true form line on, you know, when he's coming back. JB, they sort of, the last couple of weeks were like, oh, you know, he's he's close, but he didn't quite get up. And then, oh, we don't want to risk it because he's had this injury before. And it sort of feels like a bit GWSE if I can if I can say that. But um, I, I've got yes, confidence that he should be back next week. Um, in which, for that reason, I think if you've got cover, if you've got wear that can come straight on, you're, you're getting a 65 from him. I, it just seems so simple when pr- trades are so precious at this end of the year. Okay, so my follow-up question to that, I've <laughs> just noticed in the top. I don't know. Check your lockout time. What is yeah. it, what does yours say? Is yours counting down like your like next yeah. lockout to round twenty? Mine. This is so funny. I need to post this with the podcast or something. Mine says next lockout invalid date. Round twenty, and then days, hours, minutes, seconds. It just goes na 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 na. Like literally n a n a n a. Take a screenshot of that. Mine's working. Oh, oh, oh. I've got, we've got twenty four hours. Mine's either saying like repeatedly yelling nan at me, or, or it's like that, na 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> it's just waving me off because it knows I'm I'm pretty much out of trades. Or it's just singing this the is, Batman thing. This is jarring. I, I'm I'm just going to screenshot that while while we talk about it, but. Okay, so with George Hewitt, what if you do have the wear cover, you're confident you're going to win your final anyway this week, but you've got four trades left and he's your oh. only player missing this week? If you've got four trains, trades left, you, you've got a free shot. Yeah, that's a free hit. I think so too. And I, I think even if you're in a, a double chance situation, um, I think you could even go to the point of if you can't afford Sicily or... Stuart, more importantly, I think you could even get to a point where you trade someone down and trade Hewitt up to Stuart and run the rest of the season with two trades. There's only, what, three rounds left after this week? Yes. 21, 22, 23. Um, Two trades to go through the last three rounds with Tom Stewart now in your team. Hopefully, you're straight into a prelim with that. Um, I I think that is okay, but that's more of a gut call. That's that's not um, just just if anyone was thinking or leaning that way, and they needed to hear someone say that's actually a really good situation and and an okay thing to do. Uh, you've got my blessing, but I could understand you holding and thinking. You know what? There's been four defenders miss with a one week injury this week. I'm going to hold those trades, which is, again, completely understandable. But, you know, four trades in four weeks, I I don't know you're going to need all those. Uh, I really don't. So it's an interesting one. Um, If you had to trade Hewitt, so if you've got any of these other guys, you're either looking at a donut or potentially using two forms of cover, which you you want to avoid doing for leagues or ranking. Um, Hewitt's looking like the – well, I mean, look, let's, let's just quickly jump ahead. Houston, Hall, and Rich are missing just the one week. Yeah. 
So we, we know that Hewitt is probably just the one week, but potentially yep. two or even potentially three. So we're talking about Hewitt as the guy to have to trade out if you're missing a couple of these guys and you have to make a decision. I know he's also the best of those lot, but he's got a five-round average of 102. It's not the 110 average that we've been having all yeah, season. Yeah, that's right. So like, it's it's kind of okay to just except that he's not in that early season. From pretty much up until round 11, he was averaging 118. Since then, he's gone 97, 103, 104, 87, 123, which was against West Coast, 94. Um, so Adelaide, he misses this week. Then he has Brisbane, Melbourne, Collingwood. Like, I, I don't think I don't think those last three games scream back to the 115 plus, especially yeah. if, if there's any sort of concerns at the back. Um, I think he probably just goes between 100, 105. You could even say between 100 and 110, which is great. Uh, but the, the other guys, Houston, Hall and Rich, ha- have all got that potential. are all probably going to do about the same on their return as well. And they're guaranteed to just miss the one week. So um, I think Hewitt is the one that we look to trade. Um, if we do so and we don't have money or trades to go up to the Stewarts, um, who's the most obvious pick, I think we can agree on. Yeah, uh, Tommy Stewart with uh, the likes of Cicely Sinclair and Himmelberg being you know thereafter, even yeah, Jordan uh, Dawson maybe a little step after his three round average isn't pretty. But um, can, can I jump in? Yeah, go uh, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Stewart is an out and out clear favourite for me personally. I think of those. Um, three or four that you named there. I think you pick the one that you have the most comfortable in. Um, maybe you like Sinclair's run home. Uh, maybe you're worried he might get a tag and you want someone like Stuart that's just going to uh, ro- like roll around by himself. I think yeah. I, I think you can't really have a wrong answer. There is obviously going to be one of those three or four that score the most points, but I don't think it's yeah. going to be so vastly different that you can call any of those other guys the wrong selection. Yeah, no, 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 I definitely agree. Uh, and uh, some people might, for some reason, just be off of Stuart for whatever reason that is. I'm not sure. But um, I think it's just an opportunity. He's only owned by 10% of the competition. I assume that's going to rise uh, as the week goes on. But 10% as a POD, you're going to have him yeah. essentially as a POD in all of your finals. Um, if you don't have Sinclair, Sicily, Himmelberg, Jordan Dawson, whichever one it is, and it's a Stewart versus one of those guys, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm not saying he's guaranteed to just outscore them every week for the rest of the season, but I'm okay hedging my guy Stewart in that sort yep. of debate. And you could look ahead in, in your finals matchups. Maybe maybe the, the person that you think you're going to struggle against the most has Sinclair, and that's just the safest way to go. Absolutely. Look ahead. Do whatever due, due diligence. Due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah, got it. Nail it. Any one of those pronunciations. Um, and, and then make that decision based on that. But I think if I had the money in the trade, I would be going to Tom Stewart. Um, but again, as you said, it, it's going to be a preference call. Now, when we look below George Hewitt, it gets really dicey. Like, Immediately, mm. we're, we're looking at the likes of Nick Hind. It, I assume everyone has a, a docket. Otherwise, he seems pretty comfortable. Um, but Nick Hind, Angus Brayshaw, Adam Saad, um, I guess Luke Ryan <laughs> has a pretty good three-round average. Like, yeah, look at that's the guys true. that I'm naming. Yeah, um, Aaron Hall's not in. Otherwise, he was my my pick of the punch. Uh, in typical Aaron Hall form. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if we go down, there's there's like a... You're looking at Stephen May has a, has a pretty good three-round average of 98, I guess. But essentially, who do you like the most? This is going to be the hardest question I ask you in Supercoach, I think. Nick Hind, Angus Brayshaw, Adam Saad, or other? Um... It's one of those situations where I just don't like any of them. Um, I think no. prob- I think probably um, Saad is probably the guy that I, I see potentially scoring the most points towards the end of the year. I think um, Luke Ryan also has the potential to do that, falling within mm-hmm. this price range. Caleb Daniel will average about 98 and have a standard deviation of about two points. So you can pretty yep. much just bank in 95 every single week. Um, and it's so funny you didn't even mention Jake Lloyd. Like it, it, in 20 rounds, he's gone from the greatest defensive 
player we've ever had in this game to not even getting mentioned. It's quite scary. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of these guys that are literally going to go 95 to 100 for the rest of the year, and there's no one name that is screaming out, uh, but I personally do like Saad. I think it's important to say 95 to 100 is is fine. That's pretty much on the money with what you're going to be spending at this stage. Um, if the, if you can guarantee whichever guy I choose out of these lot, because this is where I'm shopping, uh, is going to give me between 95 and 100, then I would just jump on them. I don't need a back bet for 105 and potentially get 85. I'm not I'm not going to. I don't want that. I, I want the guy who's going to be safe and consistent and, and just play every game. Yeah. Um. I if you if you're going to go with Saad, I, I've I've actually had a bit of a look at this because this was where I was at. So Saad only concerns me because he, I mean he had a, a streak of tons between round ten and round sixteen, so we had six tons in a row there. Then he had sixty four against West Coast, seventy one against Geelong before getting the one thirty six against GWS. Now it's real nitpicky to say that you know the the form line is is why. I'm making this decision. If anything, it's what's made him affordable, which is probably a good thing, is why you would shop there. Yeah, Angus Brayshaw, the alternative option, um, he, he is a little bit more inconsistent, but his floor seems to be a little bit better. So since round 11, 100, 130, 126, 106, uh, and then on the last four rounds, it's been 83, 102, 77 against the restrictive port who don't like to give up defender points, and then 122 against Bulldogs. It's really nitpicky. It's it's hard to split these guys. Um, it's hard to split any of them. I wish there was like a, a standout factor, like this guy's injured, so this guy's going to be amazing type of thing. Mm. Um, but I actually don't mind either pick, and I think it's a bit of fun uh, towards the end of the year. You know, we've got four weeks to watch this little like prospect. We've had safe George Hewitt all year. Now we've got a, a random sort of stab in the dark, and we're looking at random guys essentially that we wouldn't have looked at any other season. And it's a little bit fun. Um, Luke Ryan, I want to I want to hear your take on him because back to back one twenty eight model of consistency, but before mm. that, absolute roller coaster. Uh, so I, I am I do have my concerns with Luke Ryan. I think he needs just about every kick out, and and nothing's changed to to say that he's not going to keep the kickouts. Only Lob came in this week. Uh, he was relying on I think Logue to play forward, so Lob coming in might move Griffin Logue or something. I need to follow up with a, a free mental fan, but um, I just Luke Ryan just scares the pants off of me. He, he's, he can put out real low scores. Yeah, yeah. And the, obviously the, um, the player that impacts him the most this year is, is Hayden Young really coming of age, certainly, mm. um, as well. Not so much in terms of stealing kickouts every week, but he, he'll go through a, a, a little span where he takes a kick in um, or maybe 30% of the kick-ins. And he, he tends to share it with Brennan Cox as well from memory. So um, he's still their number one guy, which means he's going to have a decent-ish floor. The problem is he does rely on intercept points. Um, and so like what, what I'm talking about in terms of, say, maybe Assad or even a Caleb Daniels, I feel like there's less likely to put out two 60s in the last four rounds, whereas I, I certainly feel like a couple of those um, guys that don't rely on intercept possessions can be a little bit more consistent and not have a flaw that loses you, um, loses you a matchup coming. Like obviously we're in finals uh, now for leagues and stuff like that. So um, that's sort of what I feel about Luke Ryan because he's always had that potential to put out one twenty pluses in the past. Um, I think yep. I think this year we've seen his ceiling in terms of average drop down five to 10 points because of the fact that he's no longer their absolute only guy in the back line that can be trusted to, to dispose yeah, of the footy. Definitely. So um, it, it, we're talking about purple patches. Maybe these two last two or three games has been uh, the start of one of those and you're just kind of jumping on the train. Yeah, I, I think it's got its risk, but I do think he's one of the higher upside selections, uh, just lower downside, which is a bit scary. Definitely a gut call decision. Uh, I'm going to pivot on you a little bit here. So yep. if you have Hewitt and one of the other three who are missing mm-hmm. um, and you've unfortunately got no or very minimal bench cover or you desperately need to win your final this week and, and don't think you can without um, a full premium side, you've got a few trades left, so you're okay with making two trades. Now, the two trades that you're making is one of them up to Stewart, 
which is going to cost you a bit of money, which means the other one has to go down and down below the, the range we're even looking at. There are a couple of names down here that will bail you out. Um, I'm looking at the likes of Stephen May, potentially. Um, I want to just know if anyone around this lower sort of price range is catching your eye. So um, Lockheed Whitfield is 462k. I would not nah. endorse anyone to go there again. Nah. I've already done that once or twice or three times this year. Um, Luke McDonald has a three-round average of 91, not even touching that. He can put out an actual 15 in, in an entire game. I think Stephen May is probably the only opportunity down here to cut some costs uh, as I scroll through. It, essentially, if you're if you're shopping in this price range, it, it's obviously not ideal. But yeah. you're doing it to facilitate getting someone like Tom Stewart or James Sisley, which you wouldn't have otherwise been able to afford. I'm okay with that. A, a May and a Stewart combination to me is better than a Sard and Angus Brayshaw combination. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because the, the cheaper guys are, are value selections that are typically underpriced in terms of Stephen May um, priced at uh, 95 or something like that or 90 and you're looking at the upside of 100, which is what he can do. And then you're yep. getting someone uh, for basically true value in the, the 110 plus range. So um, I certainly prefer that that upside, um, you're combining the, the, the best of both worlds kind of thing compared to two guys that you're hoping both go 100. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So if, if I was making two trades, I would definitely be... I mean, I think it's a good opportunity to make a sort of one-up, one-down type of swing um, and get someone who a lot of people actually can't afford. I, I've only got $2,000 in the bank. I can't afford. I was hoping my last trade would be spent on a premium that had a lot more cash <laughs> appreciated uh, so I could just have a pick of the bunch. I unfortunately don't. Um, I don't even have a good value guy to go to. So I'm going to be clutching at straws um, but I think people that are doing this trade should be extremely grateful that they're getting someone like Stuart uh, and unfortunately getting someone like May, but I think it's a pretty good trade-off to be getting Stuart in your side. Right. I've got a question for you, something we yes. haven't, haven't really touched on. I'm going to get you to order some of these guys. Um, so someone's DM'd oh me this week. He's got Hewitt, Rich, and Houston. Um, he's only got one bench cover, and obviously um, he's going to cop... Uh, two donuts in in that respect so he's got to make a couple yep. of trades obviously we've talked about houston being number one just for the fact that we don't know for sure he's back next week hewitt, uh, not houston uh yes yeah, sorry uh hewitt yep. um houston and rich uh the other two what in, in what order are you trading these guys out that we know only are out for one week is there one guy that you would rather hold on to than the rest of um, this is interesting because I have two different reasonings for wanting to trade these one guy over another, over the other. So the reason I would want to trade Daniel Rich over Dan Houston is port bias. Yeah, got it. No, <laughs> um, the, the pause where you're just like, I'm going to kill you. For starters, he's got 35k more appreciation. So I think it gives you better options in terms of your your two yep. trades that he's doing. Um, if he can afford Houston and Hewitt to May and Stewart, then I would just do that. I think that's quite simple. Um, I don't know his cash situation, but I think that's a very good trade going those two. The other reason I would trade Rich over Houston, despite the money difference, is I with what they did with the hamstring, giving him that extra week... And with how bad the concussion looked, oh, because he was, was bad. shocking. Um, not to say that he's even a chance to miss two weeks, but I just wonder how cautious they're going to be. If he has mm. anything wrong with him whatsoever, could this potentially be two weeks? Probably not. But is that a decent tiebreaker? I mean, we don't really have much else. We're splitting um, hairs, and I, that's exactly. a good a, a good a reason as any when you have but, such a serious con concussion like that. But I was gonna say, Rich is just is just gonna score better. Um, but is he? Dan, Dan Houston's gonna come back to a Richmond, Essendon, and Adelaide game, all of which he scores pretty well against. So yeah. actually, I'm not certain that it's it's gonna be a. a one-sided scoring affair either so look i suppose I, I would side with rich in the trade out um but that is, that is very difficult you are splitting hairs and, and they probably score within 20 of one another for the rest of the season anyway so 
Yeah. It's, yeah. it's whoever facilitates the better moves now rather than worrying about what happens for the last three weeks. By the way, also, Rich has slight injury proneness in other areas besides just this concussion this week, I suppose. So um, if this was your last two trades, for example, or if you only had one left going out of this, um, Rich could, you know, has and already has done this year, um, potentially do something to a soft tissue or other such. Like he's old, whereas Houston should not have those concerns coming out yeah. of halfback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With finals coming up, Brisbane are going to play it safe. I think we can be sure of yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is splitting hairs. Uh, it's a very tough situation to have three of those guys as well. And it, it sucks so much. Rich, on a 70 going about into half time, he was doing so incredibly well, coming back from the injury and then boom, concussion. Dan Houston finally putting together a good season. Um, he wasn't scoring great. This happened halfway through the third quarter. So he was going to put up only about a 70 as well for an entire game. But um, coming up to a very good run of um, fixturing as well. So he's going to miss the Collingwood game this week, which again is another game that he does okay in. So it's just unfortunate timing for all these guys. And, and then Aaron Hall obviously just come back from an injury Um now has the health and safety protocols. If I had Aaron Hall instead of either Houston or Rich in that in this predicament, um, I would be keeping Aaron Hall, I think. Yeah. Um, he's not even injured at the moment, whereas the other two are, and he has the highest upside out of all three of those guys. Yeah, it is Aaron Hall, though. He could turn up to training injured once Absolutely. he's out of, out of uh, H&S protocols. So. <laughs> Hopefully, he's just resting up at home for this uh, quarantine period. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, you're absolutely right. He, he could fall over on the bus on the way there or something. So, um, all right. There's another defender I want to quickly discuss before we move on to Patrick Cripps. It's Jaden Short. So, look, I want to talk to people firstly about how many trades they have left to be facilitating a short sideways. Um, how many trades they're going to be spending to facilitate the short sideways because there are no players below his price that I'd trade him to. Um, essentially, you're looking all the way up to Stuart and that. I would not spend two trades getting this guy out. I don't care no. how many trades. Unless you've got seven trades, I, I would not be using two trades to, to get short up to another player. I would not be using one trade if I only had three trades remaining to get short up to another player. So I would only consider this if I had four trades left. I would consider using one trade or five trades. I would consider using two trades. But the good news for sure is that Hugo Ralph Smith goes out this week and no defender comes in to replace him. There is a very good chance, in my opinion, that Short goes back into defense. The midfield role, as we super coaches have seen all bloody year, has not been successful for Jaden Short. It is in the first quarter, and then maybe sometimes the second quarter, and and then it's not. Yeah. So I think he I think he's wasted in the midfield. I think they understand that Hugo Rasmith is out this week. I think Short goes back into defense. I would be giving him one more week if I could, especially after seeing how many injuries we've just seen in the last forty eight to seventy two hours. I just mm. don't think it's worth trading him out this week. Yeah, yeah, I I tend to agree. I think um, the guys like Crisp and short that we have in our teams at this point of the season they're not missing games yeah they're stinking it up a little bit but i think trades are too precious at this stage to be burning them to be doing sideways uh, i think we got a question in um podcast questions on slack that was like should i burn my last two trades to get short to stewart this week and i just i just don't think that that's a scenario that i want to be in no no definitely not um Look, if I had if I had surplus plus of trades, I would be trading Chris before short, just based on the the team news on Hugo Rouse Smith. I think I'm backing him in, but and and then like I would still be backing Chris in. They've just got high floors and they're not injury prone players. Um, I just think they're so important to to you know come in the run home, especially if you're working with limited trades. Um, players like that just that that they, they stick around, they keep on. T- this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Looking over in points, they still have high ceilings in their roles. It's just that they're not performing at the moment. So um, I'm, I'm inclined to say keep both, keep your trades, um, unless you're dealing with an extreme surplus. And that puts us onto Patrick Cripps, uh, in which I'm going to advise a lot of the same. So um, you sort of you saw this one a bit closer than I did. Pitnet coming back, Cripps coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I, I think we're all in agreement that we don't we got sucked into the crisp uh, Cripps uh, trap again this year in in terms yep. of um, his upside is just so phenomenal that. We can't, you can't say no. And so, when you saw that at the start of the season, it was absolutely the right choice um, to do it. Basically, you know, to, to to get him in. I think this week with Pitnet back is going to help influence um, the 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 midfield stocks. Without uh, Hewitt in there, Cripps obviously has to take on a bigger role. Um, and I just see that as just positive signs for him. I think in the fact that Hewitt wasn't there last week and he's gone 118, we, he's now got Pitnet back who he started the year with. I, I just see at least for the next round or whenever Hewitt comes back, we are going to get points from him. I think he, he is such a low on our priority list, I, I, I think, in terms of the other players that we're dealing with. If he's your only player that you have a problem with, and you've got surplus trades, just like we talked about with the defenders. I can see the argument being made if you have like seventy grand in the cash for whatever reason. Um, but no, I, I think we're just we're just burning a trade that we will want towards the last four rounds of the year. That's just my personal opinion. Let, let me run you through a few scores, right? So round nine, eighty-three against GWS, Hewitt was playing. Round ten, seventy-eight against Sydney, Hewitt was playing. Round 11, 114 against Collingwood, no Hewitt. Round 13, 126 against Essendon, no Hewitt. Since then, 79, 95, 98, 92, 84, all with George Hewitt. And 118 against JWS, no George Hewitt. Mm. So his last two tons have come without George Hewitt. And his last uh, two, four, six, seven sub-tons have come with George Hewitt. Yeah. So it might not even be a pit net thing. It might be, but it might not be. It might just be a George Hewitt thing. So missing again this week, I think you're pretty safe to just hold one more week with Patrick Cripps, reassess. He could go 130, and, and then you could you could even still decide to trade next week if Hewitt comes back. That's fine, but I, I don't think it, trading this week is the right thing to do. Yeah, um, and and as I said before, I think we're trading just at the wrong time if we're trying to push them away this week. Unless you've just got an outrageous amount of trades, and again, it, it, it's a very gut call decision with both of these players as to whether you want to use a late trade on these guys or, or hold on to them. I like to always hold the trades because I've got one left about to be zero, and I'm scared so. Um, I would still urge people to try and hold on for dear life because injuries just come from left field, but um, it's definitely a gut feel thing. We've yeah. got one more guy to discuss um, after Crips here, and that's Adam Trelaw, uh, missing this week with the injured calf. They said he was probable to play. It's probably just a one-week injury. Forward cover, a lot more difficult to come by. He's owned by 19.5% of teams, which actually surprised it me. It does surprise me too. I was just about to jump in. Yeah, he's got really, really high ownership, so we definitely need to discuss it. 
Um, I'm hoping he's a hold for most people, but if he's giving you a donut this week uh, with his injury history, he is definitely potentially a trade. So um, it's time to look at some forward options. We, we got a, we got wow. a few things, few things coming at us. Yeah, yeah. Um, correct me or not, he's had a lot of soft tissue injury in the past. I just can't remember if he's usually had hamstrings. Oh, okay, ha- it's, hamstrings. It's usually hamstrings. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I think. Just as you said, he would be um, a hold at this stage of the season if you have cover. The problem is our forward line doesn't have the most uh, flexibility in terms of cover that you might have. Um, mm. You might be looking like a Bazo or a Hollands or um, a Cully. Bazo was on dropped field. this week, I think. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there you go. Um, so the cover's not going to be as great as it might be with someone reliable like Ware in, in defense. Um in terms of, are we are we just thinking about guys at his price and below? Because obviously you can um, just for eight or ten k more, you've got Will Brody, um, Basilenka is only fifteen k more expensive. Even Timmy English is only twenty three more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Look no further than Baz if you can do that trade. If yeah. you can stretch up to Tim, Tim English, him as well, whichever one you prefer out of those two, I can't even make that decision for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, operating under the assumption that they don't have the money, I've got a question for you. So yeah, sure. I've been rolling through the options. You're essentially looking at Tim Taranto, who's mm-hmm. had a couple of good weeks in a row now. Yep. Isaac Heaney, yep. who is an absolute roller coaster and injury prone himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the way down, if you traded Zach Butters, um, which I... You know, I'm not sure I'm advising people to trade back into. You're banned. Rowan Marshall, 88 this week uh, in his first sort of full ruck game, didn't exactly set the world on fire. Um, there's not... The options aren't perfect. They're, yeah. they're okay, don't get me wrong. I think they're actually better than the defensive options around this price, but they're not perfect. Yep. If you had the trade, would you instead get Jai Cully on your bench, for, for for example, Willy Rioli. Oh. Or, or like, um, I, don't, I don't know who the other... Well, with Tigers the DPP, you could easily Judson get anyone Clark. out of the midfield too. Right. But Cully looks like he's putting up... He's put up 270-plus scores right now. He's okay cover. He could just hold this week and be good cover for the last four weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's a great question, actually. Um, I think... It, and I think Trelaw is better than all those guys that I just listed then. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so do if I. If you're trading down, I think he's better. If you're trading up, different story. I would just do that. But Yeah. Look, if you've got 25K in the bank, you're laughing. It's a really easy choice yep. to go up to Tim English. If you've already got Tim English, Baz or Brody or even Luke Parker sitting there, not much more. I think if you've got to go down, the, I think the opportunity cost is much more limited having Cully that I would and also if you have no like terrible cover forward and midfield this gives you that opportunity to save a trade in the future that you wouldn't actually have because you've just used it on Trelaw um, if we were talking like a, a mid like a as a mid-tier not midfield rookie yeah um, that, that was scoring like 50s and 60s then no yeah, but if Carly can just come in, score seventy flat, and you know twenty five points less in the trailer this week, you're not missing out big time, and still provide you cover, especially yeah. if this is your last trade, and you've got Rioli and Judson Clark on the bench, for example, or Tico and Rioli, or whoever whoever it is that you have, Carly's likely got the job security to to play out the year. If he's producing seventies off your bench, then I would much rather use my last trade there than on Trelaw down to another injury-prone guy like Taranto, Heaney, or Butters. Have you ever thought about going into sales? You're really selling me. I, I actually have. Uh, I've had people tell me that I'd be good at sales, but <laughs> they, they honestly just didn't sell me on the role themselves, so, which explains why they're not in sales. Um, I think the fact that Trelaw's calf seems to be a minor issue, he is subject to a fitness test this week, makes me think that it's not as serious as an old man no, calf. Yes, correct. 
And so the potential of I only needing him for one back week next week. Well, if you look, if you want to do a cancer council bet, I, I, I'm all for it, mate. If you if that is that's what you're throwing out, are there. you going to meet me on the other end of that though? Oh, hell no! I'm not getting involved. You, you threw yourself under this, the bus. That's 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 what I thought. You geez, you, you you bet this right, with how, the, how, with how the this? lovely listeners. I'll leave it open to three people. First, three people who either want to tweet me or me- message me on Slack that Trelaw plays next week. Just $10 per person. I'll leave Ooh. it out. Oh, maybe I've just sold you anything. Maybe you think about that. Um, no, I like it. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely like it. If Trelaw's back this week, you get a 70 from Cully, and then suddenly you've got mid and forward bench strength that you may not have had yep. beforehand. I genuinely don't mind that. I would much prefer that. And and it gives you a bit of security, especially, like I said, if you're using your last trade or second to last trade, um, it just gives you, say, for example, two rounds left, uh, a midfielder and a defender goes down. You would def- you would just easily, quite simply cover the de- the defender because Cully, hopefully at that point, is still looking like strong, um, stronger cover than any other rookie that we have at the moment. So... Um, having said that, where is pretty good, but do you know what I mean? It, yeah, it just yeah. gives you a little bit more of an easy decision to make. Um, even if it's like, what if it was, if we get an injury in the ruck right now, there are so many people with no trades or, or one trade. Imagine if a ruckman and a midfielder go down in the same week. Mate, Tico Mielmo is going to come back and help. He, he would want to. Um, <laughs> He's an emergency this week, so get around Tico. Yeah. Uh, I like um, that nickname as well. I, I, I want to say... If I had three trades, I think the opportunity of being able to pick a premium so close to the end of the year that if you snag a 100 or 150 or something like that, no mm-hmm. other combination of like still having two trades up, up your sleeve to cover any other future issues, the opportunity cost of choosing not to have that premium that week and get a cully instead when you may not actually need him because you've still got trades remaining makes me think that I would pick a premium i would i would yep. trade trelaw but the fact that you've, you've got only one and you're going to get a donut or only two and and you've got no bench cover things like that i like this move um yep if you've got the flexibility just like we've talked in other lines just get rid of him pick a new premium that you like yeah absolutely i agree so three plus trades and i'm, I'm just trying to get him out i'm, I'm doing as we advise with hewitt even if you've got five trades and you want to go like one up one down and get him up to a guaranteed uber that you can't quite afford with the one trade then i absolutely understand that going down to two or three trades um but if you already have two trades then i don't mind and actually would prefer getting carly for the rest of the season um taking you down to other one or zero trades whichever one that um that you go with there so I think that's interesting. I, I think um, it's poorly timed by Trelaw, poorly timed in my keeper league as well. So I have to feel Jake Stringer now, which I'm a bit upset about, but um, it is what it is. I think that's what the Trelaw owners knew that they were getting into this season. And honestly, he, he's been good without being great. 97 average. Um, he's played 18 games thus far, so he's only missed the one prior to this week. He's great. Yeah, uh, except for the buy. So he actually Four. hasn't missed a game. Hasn't missed any games, yeah. There you go. Correct. Um, JB, have we got any uh, Q&A questions that we'd ordinarily put on our Thursday Patreon-only podcast that you think are, are worth running over? We've got a few different questions um, that, that pop up from time to time that we find interesting. Yes, uh, we do. Uh, not, none that are interesting, but I'll go through them anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'll, let me scroll up here. I'll go back to... We'll go to Monday and just see what people were saying back then. Um, so a lot of these we would have covered already. So let's just quickly smash through these very quick answers from you, Chizo. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff asks, with four rounds and two trades left and bench cover, which is Buku. So no bench Hewitt cover. Is- <laughs> if- yeah, hey, he's playing defense. He's all right. <laughs> if Hewitt is not named this week, is it reasonable to pivot to Stewart or Sisley because they already have 50K in the bank? Yes. Two trades left. Yep. Yes, absolutely. Yep, I agree. Uh, Sibs whose name is thankfully Sibson, not his full surname, asks, <laughs> similar to Jeff, three trades left in this instance, have Daniel Rich, can go rich to anybody, or even where to Zorko and carry Rich and have Zorko D7M9. I, I want to quickly address Zorko. Please don't get Zorko. No. He, he is so injury prone, and he's not just injury prone, he's awful score prone. Because he he gets thrown every which way in, 
I owned Zorko as an actual premium for a few weeks there, and it was the worst few weeks of my life. He doesn't score well. He doesn't hunt the ball anymore. He doesn't. He'd rather throw his body around and, and give away eight free kicks than he would to just go find the footy on his own. His teammates burn him because he's he's probably just roughed them all up at training at one point or another. Um, he's not a very nice human being from what we see on the footy field. That white line fever. He's he's not enjoyable to follow on the field when you own him. Don't get Zorko. He's that price for a reason. He's injury prone. He's sub prone. He's age prone, which is a thing. Um, and he's bad score prone. Like he and ticks punch all on those prone. boxes. <laughs> Definitely punch on prone. Um, so in this case, with three trades left and Daniel Rich, would you just do the Rich trade to anybody? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I would as well. With three trades left. Um, Team Man also asks about Zorko. Is it worth trading short and crisp to Stewart and Zorko? Uh, no. 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 Stewart's nice. Zorko not. Thoughts on Hayden Young. This is from Kentucky Fried. 482K has Melbourne Bulldogs, West Coast, and GWS to finish the year. I kind of looked at Hayden Young for a second there. Um, he's just very inconsistent. He's still young as, as per the surname, but he's very inconsistent. So... Um, do, do you have any opinion on him compared to Gus Brayshaw or Adam Sard? I think he's just more of a smoky pick. Yeah, Hayden Young should be good in 2023. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's quite for, for this season either. Sam, 99 Problems, has two trades currently sitting on a short crisp. Doherty, Witts, Darcy, and Dunkley, who are all underperforming quite considerably of late. Is it worth to start thinking of sideways slash upgrading now before these players drop in price? So much an upgrade... So. So, wait, so much an upgrade is possible. <laughs> That's terrible English, Sam. You've got more than 99 issues, man. Um, for example, he's given us examples. Darcy to Gorn, Dunkley to Smith, Doherty to Stewart. I can do two of these um, three examples this week with only two trades left. What do you reckon? Uh, I probably wouldn't. Nah, God, no. Um, nah. no. None of them have been doing that bad, and all of them have incredibly high ceilings. Uh, yeah. There's no way I'd be doing that. Just hold firm. There's going to be more injuries. You just got him in a dip. You just got to wait for him to to boom again. That's all. Let that variance come back around. Uh, Kieran asks, two trades left, getting Stewie this week. If Hewitt's out, um, do I trade him to Stewart or hope it's one week and trade (laughs) Whitfield instead in the qualifying final? (laughs) Let's read it. He's got got Whitfield and Hewitt this week, and he's wondering if he trades Hewitt (laughs) to Stewart this week. Or Whitfield out, despite Whitfield being named. I mean, you just have to keep the named guy and trade the injured yeah, guy. Yeah, right? I, I just liked it. I, I liked the backtracking that went halfway through. Two trades left. I'm getting Stewart this week. Should I get Stewart this week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he seems unsure. He's in the right place. He, he does seem unsure. And his name's dazed and confused. So I do. <laughs> everything's yeah, lining e- up. Everything's coming up in your house, isn't it? Bell asks, "Is Heaney alive again?" Um, no, he's just always been a roller coaster, right? No, nothing's changed. And I warned people at the start of the year that were thinking it was the second coming of Gary Ablett. <laughs> it's just the Heaty. That's all it is. High variance. Yep. Um, Ed asks something that I, I, I'm not going to read out. It's a 2023 question. Um, I just want to say we're not answering it because there's going to be a massive 2023 and um, retrospective 2022 podcast coming out at the end of the season in which we'll ask for those specific questions. Um, Schmitty wants to know trade short or crisp to Stewart so he's got the choice of either who would you trade first short or crisp uh, be- because uh, Schmitty's been listening to this podcast as it's been recorded he's only got six trades remaining and 200k in the bank I'm going to pick crisp to go to Stewart yeah I am also doing that as I did in the podcast <laughs> because Raph, Raph, um, Hugo Raph Smith is out of the squad and I expect short to lift um, Lunny says I'm playing for league finals three trades left 65k in the bank two options for trades Hewitt to Stewart a lock if Hewitt is not playing right so he's done that one the other trade is either Cameron to English yes which leaves okay uh, Kerno for Coleman asks top four would you do the following trades playing for league Josh Kelly for Steel or Shaw or Crisp also, oh, and short or crisp to Penderbury or again or George Hewitt for <laughs> Tom Stewart. Um, so ke- essentially, would you do Josh Kelly for Steele and Hewitt for Tom Stewart? Four trades around. Uh, yeah, I'd four probably, trades I'd remaining. Probably I probably those, yeah. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yep. coming into the uh, the finals. 
Jay asks, what are the top four defender options with no price limit considering Stewart is back and no, and now he is out? We, we've definitely discussed that one, but for me, yep. it's Stewart. Who's, who's your number one? Uh, Sinclair for me. Nice. Uh, Muscle says, if you have cover for Hewitt, which is karma's for him, would it be viable to trade short to Stewart and hold Hewitt? Um, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't think so no. at all. I, I would always trade the injured guy. Like, What if Hewitt then misses the next two weeks with this back injury? It's just so risky. Um, I'm not rolling that dice. Karmas might not be around forever. He might put out a 50. I don't know. But um, I'm always trading the injured guy and Ralph Smith's out still. So uh, should all I right. trade Hewitt or Houston for Stewart? This is from Covered D-Max that ones. Hewitt, yep. D-Max. Marcus. Marcus, I dream of Heaney. Sicily versus Gorn as a trade-in. That's a tough one. That's a really good question. Um, really good question. I would say Sicily just because every time I've touched someone in the ruck line, they've suddenly gone from a 120 average to sub 100. So if you're chasing the 140 plus from Gorn last week, he's guaranteed to go 20 this week. Okay. I'll say Gorn. <laughs> oh! Um. I like being different, firstly. But secondly, I, I think Sicily's scoring has just dropped off a little bit since they got a full complement of defenders back at Hawthorne. So he's still going to average 105 for the rest of the season. But, you know, Gorn could go 110, 115 if he has a purple patch here. So, um, and, and Melbourne need to win games. They're not, like, clear on top or anything at the moment. So I'll back Gorn in. Uh, and right. mostly just for devil's advocate. So good luck with that, Marcus. Uh, Tandy <laughs> has three trades left, needing two trades to go Hewitt to Stewart worth it. Um, we have discussed this. Three trades left, so you'd be going down to one trade to, to do Hewitt to Stewart. Um, I nah. don't think four, I'd be four doing and above. That. Yeah, I don't think I'd be doing that. I think I'd just be unfortunately doing what I'm doing and, and finding the guy who you like the most at a lesser price uh, and keeping two trades in the bank. All right, we're smashing through these. Um, Crusaders have no cash one trade left both Rich and Hugh are out I have cover for both with Buku and Bazo I think Bazo is out this week so just yeah, yep. cover for one um, do I use the trade for Hewitt to Dale and go down to no trades or play both rookies okay you don't have both rookies um, yeah I think that was a good option I would go Hewitt to Dale there um, especially with the, the no money there but um, I, I think that's an absolutely fine upgrade I can't even afford that upgrade otherwise Dale would be super super obvious I think <laughs> if he's got no cash how's he going to Dale maybe that's because Dale's like 5k more expensive I think Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he's got like barely any cash, but yeah, uh, we actually should have said this during the podcast. Um, I, I don't know why I said I went all the way up or just down. If you do have 10k or so and you can go to Dale, um, I think he's better than Gus and Saad and um, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. guys below. So I think is Dale's Caleb Daniel gonna the best? Is Caleb he will. Daniel gonna? Yeah, he'll affect yeah. him. He'll affect him. But he still went 100 plus with Caleb, so I think he's still fine sure. for that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. the other guys are a little bit more sus. Um, at what round did Pistol run out of trades or what round will he run out of trades? I, I think he's still got one left, uh, which no, he'll probably he doesn't. be using this week. No, yeah, he I, doesn't. I, I believe he's got the one left and he. I think he's got the, the Hewitt situation that we all have, so I think he'll be spending it. So just like me, we'll, I think we're both going down to zero this week. Well, I'm going to hold my trade this week just so I can continue my run of having trades after Pistol runs out and still beating him. I love that. <laughs> uh, Harry Machooks says, uh, toying with Short and Crisp to Stew and Zorko. I'll cut you off. No! Right there. I, don't, I don't care about your five round average. Zorko, not going to be endorsed on this podcast as long as I live. Um, Butler says, question for the potty. How many people still have trades left? Only one person on this podcast. So about 50%. <laughs> um, I think Bell's just asked a similar question. Yeah, he has. Uh, so, I mean, he's just sort of asked for a reiteration between first trade option between Short and Crisp, which we think is Crisp. Um, job security for D'Ambrosio next four weeks, Chizo. This is all you, mate. Um, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot, Lisa. I think the... the Like, it'd be nice being able to use the cash from where to get Cully in and going short to Stewart. Um, the problem is... I just don't think Mass is going to be reliable enough. He might be sub this week, but I just don't see him staying permanently or reliably enough to finish the season. I've got no doubt that he'll come back in for at least a game uh, and play on field, but um, the reliability is is just not good. So to go down with no trades and only going short to Stewart with the potential of short going back, honestly, I would just stick with what we what we've got. 
good advice. Uh, Slatsy, uh, sorry, that was by, by Lisa. I forgot to shout that one out. Um, Slatsy asks, Rich to English via Himmelberg versus Hewitt to Stewart. Um, I, I, I still think it's quite easily Hewitt to Stewart. Uh, English's last few weeks has not been as good as what we thought it would be. I think we might have not been duped into an Uber Uber because he's still an Uber, but he, he's not quite yeah. as good as what we thought he was. Um, whereas Stewart he is He got is decapitated, man. You've got to give him a couple weeks to work back into it. I'll give him as long as he wants. He's, I've got zero trades, mate. Uh, and <laughs> lastly, Dickie's got four trades, 74K in the bank. Defense of Hewitt Hall, Crisp Short, Dan Rioli. Was going to go Hewitt to Stewart and Short to Sud or Angus Brayshaw. Now Hall out, tempted to be in him, but he's probably one week and wear cover. Don't like Short's half forward role. Maybe he's second. Whew, a bit of inner monologue, inner monologue chucked in there, Dickie. Thanks for that, mate. Um, we we don't agree with Short. We think that he's potentially going to come good this week, so I would still opt to hold him. Haul out just the one week. Um, so if you can trade Hewitt to Stewart and then just cover the other two donuts, then I yeah. would. But I don't know if you can cover the two donuts. Uh, j- just respond again in uh, Slack post-podcast, Dickie, and just advise if you can cover both donuts. We'll answer that one. Yeah, um, we'll message. We'll message based on that one. We, we've got the chief that has uh, sent us through a question. Oh, there. sorry, I thought that was JB a reply. Well. My bad. Yep. Similar to Bell, is it worth doing roses to Cully if I have three trades left and only forty k? Cover for each line would be Bookie McDonald and Cully would leave one hundred and seventy nine k in the bank. Could add Hewitt to Stewart this week. Um, so who does Cully cover for you, Chief? It doesn't uh, sound it like look- anyone for this week. It looks and, like it's just a cash grab. Like, go roses to Cully because Cully's bargain basement. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if he wants cover over the next three weeks, he's not going to have any, whereas this is the chance to pick up someone that hasn't okay. appreciated in price. My, my thoughts on this is um, I would go Hewitt to Stewart, um, which, which is going down to... Sorry, that, that's, he's got three trades left. I would do Hewitt to Stewart and go down to two trades. I would keep roses and not get Cully in. Um, but I don't think Cully's going to make up that difference on Roses. So worst case scenario, if you need to do that next week anyway, you you can still do that, I believe. I know it's, it's not going to be ideal with Price, but he's still going to be the best backup. And at, from next week, you either do it and be and, and you know have done it and be able to do it, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Or you won't need to do it. And if you don't need to do it, then you've still got two trades left and just two weeks to spend them. So I think I think I'd rather just hold off of that unless he was covering like a true law, uh, yeah, and yeah. just do the Hewitt to Stewart. Yeah, if you're That's using Cully this week and you need him on field and you don't want Roses, um, I I can see that that that's the the true law situation that we were discussing before that you came up with JB. Yep. I don't think it's worth at this stage of the season with only four rounds remaining and three trades. You might genuinely might not quite get through those three. In terms of injuries, because you're not mentioning that you have an injury spot there, um, he's got Hewitt. Yeah, but it, it doesn't. He's got um, Buku there, so at least he's got cover. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, right, um, right. with the with the potential of Stewart back next week, so I think with three trades remaining, I would honestly just be sidewaysing the premiums in terms of opportunity costs. Because if you trade Roses to Cully, you've got two trades remaining. And then if you need Cully, it's because you've run out of trades to sideways the premiums anyway. So you could use that trade to go a premium to someone else. So um, you're just bringing... Yeah, you're bringing forward the week (laughs) that you've run out of trades and are forced to use the cover rather than just swapping premiums and having cover anyway. Yeah, just go huge. It's an opportunity cost. Yeah, yep, for sure. Uh, and that's it. We just need to look through captains real quick. Uh, yep. Appreciate everyone in the questions. Sorry, we, we sort of smashed them a bit quickly there. It wasn't the dedicated podcast for it, but thought we might as well sneak them in anyway. Uh, we do need to look at captains. This week, is a, we've got an abundance of options. Uh, starting yep. on the Friday, we've got Clayton Oliver playing, who is yep. always a good option. Uh, going into the Saturday, Saturday afternoon, we've got Steele against Hawthorne, which I think is mm-hmm. a decent VC option. The opportunity to use any of the Bulldogs, I think Bonsampelli in his form uh, is a good option against Geelong. Um, Walsh slash Laird for the Saturday night game, Adelaide versus Carlton is, is yeah. our options there. I mean, Took has West Coast. Uh, Neil is very good against Richmond. 
Like the, the options are essentially endless. Even Zerat has North Melbourne. So, um, yeah. who are you specifically going to go this week? I want to know. Uh, I'm going to stick with Laird. Um, I, he's been really, really faithful for me over the last fortnight to three weeks. So um, yep. I like a VC of Laird into either Neil or Merritt. I think Merritt's been underappreciated in, in the last few weeks. He doesn't quite have the ceiling of a 150 um, that the likes of Neil and Took do against their counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just been consistent though, hasn't he? Yeah, whereas Neil and, and, and Took have had the ability to throw out a, an 80 or a 90 like out of out of nowhere. Um, and so I, th- I think Zeret's just in a crazy vein of form for him. And against um, yeah, at Marvel against North, I think he's going he's gonna to be a really safe C for me. And that's probably controversial going against Took and Neil, but I guess that's just how confident I am in Laird. No, I definitely like him as much as I like Took. Uh, I just like Neil a little bit more. I, I yep. think I'm going to go Bontempelli into uh, Lockie Neil. I'm pretty confident Neil breaks the 120 barrier, so I'm just shooting for a 150 from Bont or something like that, and I think he's the most likely leading up to it. If I had led, which I do not, I think that's the easiest choice of the week, as it is most weeks. Um, he's just so consistently above 120, so it makes him the best captaincy option. Um, I worry about that Hawthorne game. I think McGuinness has been used to tag, so it kind of worries me about both Steele and Sinclair this week. Um, I think one of them gets looked at a little bit from the opposition, so um, yeah. just one to keep a bit of an eye on there. So I think I'd be avoiding that game. Um, aiming for, I mean, it's it's really hard to pass up Clary. Uh, aiming for either Clary or um, one of the Saturday Night Boys into a safe Neil slash uh, Zach Merritt into the the Sunday. So, I mean, we've got so many options. I, I struggle to believe people are going to miss one twenty twice this week. Um, I yeah. think it's it's pretty safe. So that's about it from us, mate. Do you want to plug the socials, mate? I can do that. If you want to find us on Twitter, you got the main page at at duck. Doctor, doctor, uh, doctor <laughs> underscore SC. <laughs> I turned into the doc for some reason. Uh, you got JB at, at, at JB underscore DRSC. Chizo at Chizo with a Z underscore DRSC. Pistol at Pistol underscore DRSC. Well done. It's like you've rehearsed it mm-hmm. or done it a million times before. Either either. Can't, can't make them my decision on that. Vote at home. The, an option is going to come up on your screen right now. So just vote. <laughs> Red um, button. I, I, I do want to uh, congratulate TP on winning the meme low. Uh, I think huge. that's worthy of the, the, the real podcast. Not uh, It's been uh, uh, a secret pod on Patreon for, for Rivalry League, but I think he, he deserves a shout out on the main thing. Yeah, just so people... No, that, that as, as as like the free to air people listen, um, we've been doing like three podcasts a week all year this year. It, it has been pretty insane, um, pretty fun. The rivalry league has been fun. Congrats to Team Pistol. I, I'll be the one to say it, Chizo. Uh, congrats to Team Pistol winning the rivalry league. Um, all of those lads listening, they're probably not listening. They're probably out of trades because they just won the rivalry league and don't care for the podcast anymore. But. Um, unreal season great year to be amongst that it really it gave us life in Supercoach this season to be in that league so um, just couldn't be happier for the people that have sort of made it what a great journey it was this year so um, one more podcast to come on the Rivalry League as well later in the season so um, that's going to do us for the main podcast we appreciate everyone being patient uh, for the Thursday podcast we hope for that we reward you with all the information you could possibly have desired if we didn't please hit us up on the socials uh, any way that you can we will respond it's going to be a, a decent week of advice considering the outs that we face we appreciate everyone listening and we'll catch you guys next week Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.